Armchair. There's something, I'll say there's something kind of yeah about a kid that's never played baseball. <laughs> we have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, and flat out deceived. Why did you get so drunk? You got drunk. <laughs> I'm just really exhausted. What's in that cup? I'm a coax. Do you have any idea how important you this is? You have any idea? Really, this is what you're doing? Do you have any idea? what do you want to do tonight? The same thing we do every night. Try to take over the world. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Armchair. YouTube Live. Radio Station. The radio station you can call your own. You're listening to Braves Country. With You're Mac- listening to Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. We're here live weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern, WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key. And simulcasting on youtube.com forward slash at Braves Country. Your first choice for Southern sports. Good afternoon. I'm Mac McGee, and I don't know much, but I know one thing. I thought Kyrie Irving was the scariest thing I was going to see on Sunday. What the heck am I looking at here, Madonna? What are you doing? Armchair. Community Access Channel. He's the armchair quarterback. He's full of beer and he's full of snacks. Hey, howdy, hi, and how the hell are you? Hope you had a great weekend, as did I. Ready for another great week here on Braves Country, Braves Country HD, wherever you stream. Did you see this thing with Madonna at the Grammys? Now, I didn't watch the Grammys. The Grammys, all all the uh, award shows are so outdated. I haven't watched them in years. But I see this picture that is swirling around the internet this morning. I don't know what she's done. I I really don't know what she has done. I mean, look, you either like Madonna's music or you didn't like Madonna's music, but but one thing you can't argue is that back in her day, she wasn't a bad looking person. Right. And now I don't know what the heck this is. She's like gone, gone past the beyond of return. And with, with the facelifts and the, evidently some lip injections, I don't know what she is. I'm going to take it off the screen before people have nightmares. But, uh, wow. I, it, I never thought I would say people would rather see my face than Madonna's. <laughs> and I think I see, I think I saved some people some mental anguish by taking that picture down. I'm Mac McGee. We got a huge day of sports to talk about. Team Miss is on the way. We're going to get into American League Baseball. We're going to go over the American League Central. And then, of course, we're going to get into. The, the Red Sox, the Braves, and whatnot. And then from, from the rest of the sports world, so much stuff is going on in the world of, you got the Super Bowl going on, and then this Kyrie Irving trade pops up. And he asked for a request to be traded on Friday. On Friday. By Sunday, he's headed to Dallas. That tells you how much Joseph Sy wanted him out of the Nets organization. So that's where we're at right now, and we are looking at what I think has become 
honestly, before before I saw the the Madonna picture, my I don't know much, but I know one thing was going to basically say, you know, <laughs> uh, Mark Cuban and Jerry Jones aren't the only two clowns in in Dallas. The, there's a new sheriff in town. I mean, what a circus this is going to be. And there's a there's an article out by the Athletic. I don't know if I buy it. Okay, but what they're saying is that Kyrie Irving getting traded to the Dallas Mavericks will essentially lead to the Mavericks having to part ways with Luka Doncic because he's not going to want to play with Kyrie. Well, first of all, Kyrie, um, I'm sorry, not Kyrie, Luka signed off on the trade. So if he signed off on the trade, he's got no one else but himself to blame. Now, I will say this. He's a 23-year-old kid. He probably doesn't know what he's getting into. Those of us who have followed Kyrie's career and know what he's about know he's about himself. Now, the other thing is he's only under contract till the end of the year. So this is a good honeymoon period to see if the two of them like playing with each other. And at that point, they'll make the decision. And you know he's going to be on his best behavior. Kyrie's always on his best behavior when he first shows up. And so what he's going to do is he's going to be on his best behavior. Dallas will look formidable come playoff time. They'll make a little bit of a run. It'll in, it'll entice Mark Cuban to back the truck up and pay Kyrie Irving, who at this point is an aging superstar. He's not in his prime anymore. He's aging. And they'll hope that they can build with him and Luka I just think that it was it was a stupid trade by Dallas. They gave up too much for a guy who may or may not sign with you. And all in all, prior to the to the trade, what we were being told was that Kyrie wanted either to go play with the Clippers or the Lakers. Long story short, he wants to be in the LA glitz and glamour. He wants to be in that market. So is he going to be happy with Dallas? Now, if the Dallas fans embrace him and Cuban backs up the truck then they may he may very well go ahead and sign the deal. But how long is that going to last? Because eventually Kyrie, worry, eventually Kyrie wears out his welcome. He did it in Cleveland. Heck, he did it at Duke. He did it in Cleveland. He did it in Boston. We couldn't wait to get rid of him. And now he's done it in Brooklyn. And I called it the day that he went to the Nets. I said on this very show, Kyrie, not only will he not win a championship with KD, but it will be a disaster and it has been nothing but a disaster since the word go. You cannot doubt his his talent, but you can definitely doubt whether or not he's a very good teammate or even a even a, an okay teammate. Now, the biggest question for me is what happens to KD now? You do have four days until the trade deadline, and he does have he he does, he he's not a free agent at the end of the year. But remember at the at the onset of free agency last summer, he was wanting to be traded. And at that point, they were the closest they came to was moving him to Boston, but Boston would not part with Jalen Brown, and I'm glad they didn't. But KD is going to push his way out, whether it'll be this year or during the offseason. The biggest rumor there is that he wants to go to Phoenix, and he wants to go play with Chris Paul. And the question is, what would Phoenix have to give up? Because Phoenix has actually built a pretty good franchise. I know they've had a down year this year, but they've built a pretty good franchise. 
sometimes you, you can't afford avoid the injuries. So it'll be interesting to me to see if they actually go through with trading him to where he wants to go, or will Cy be petty again? Because everybody knows that when he traded him to Dallas, traded Kyrie to Dallas, he traded Kyrie to Dallas because he doesn't like Kyrie. And he did and Kyrie didn't want to go to Dallas. Kyrie wanted to go out to LA. And this was kind of his last way of sticking it to him. He also got a really good package, much better package than I think Kyrie is worth with only what three months left on his contract in theory. So we'll see what happens with that. But my prediction is Katie's going to push his way out. I don't know if if they'll have enough time, but you know, if you're the nets, why not blow the whole thing up and start over, start with the young core and do something about your court because your court literally looks ink stained. It looks like someone has dropped ink, tried to rub it out with a cloth and it's, and it's gray and it's dingy. Clean up your court, clean up your clubhouse. And though I think KD is a great player and nothing against KD, but he's, he's getting old too. You can't build around him with this youth. Start over from scratch nets and build a new persona. You got rid of Harden. You got rid of Kyrie. KD's next. And then I, I don't know what you're going to do about Simmons. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Timus is going to jump on here with the Sergeant Timus Wooten. We're going to talk some MLB. Keep it locked in here on WQEE and Braves Country. Braves Country HD, wherever you stream. What about Kelso? I mean, Jackie has him totally whipped. Whipped like the family pig. <laughs> I am not pig whipped. It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with your host, me, Ryan O'Neill. Each and every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. Whenever I bring home Entenmann's Little Bites muffins... Little Bites? That's right, sweetie. Can you just give Mommy a minute? I love Little Bites. I know you do, but we're doing a commercial right now, okay? Got it. As I was saying, whenever I bring home you-know-what, you-know-who gets pretty excited. And so do I. Little Bites muffins are made with real ingredients, no high-fructose corn syrup, and are baked moist and delicious. I love Little Bites! Here you go. Yes! Entenmann's Little Bites muffins. The perfect portion of happiness. Like, I don't like winter. Like, I don't like winter. Like, I hate winter. Like, I'm originally from North Carolina. And, like, look, I hate winter so much, I'm for global warming. <laughs> I am. I am voting for it, marching for it. I might start buying people SUVs. I don't care. <laughs> Ladies, start using hairspray again. No ozone. That's our goal. <laughs> and see, there's people with me, but there's always a couple of crunchy granolas sitting around. <laughs> crunchy granolas sitting there thinking, but the polar ice caps are going to melt and we're all going to flood. No. No, we're not. We're not all going to flood. We're only losing Rhode Island, Long Island, and Jersey. Bye-bye. Um, Are you looking for a reliable dental practice that not only cares about your teeth, but is friendly to work with? How about one that offers great deals and new patient promotions? Well, your search is over. Most Valuable Smiles in downtown Eatonton, Georgia, is committed to giving you the biggest and brightest smile. 
Right now, get a $99 new patient special, including x-rays and exam. Maybe you're looking for veneers. Most Valuable Smiles veneer special includes one free veneer with every five purchased. Or get that bright white smile you've always wanted by taking advantage of an exclusive $100 off Zoom whitening treatment when you book today. And don't forget that 2022 is almost over. That means most insurance policies will reset by the new year, and to avoid losing that extra money, you need to use it or lose it. Book an appointment today with Most Valuable Smiles in downtown Eatonton to lock in these exclusive deals. Call 706-623-0318 or visit mostvaluablesmiles.com. Oh, let's not go to the World Series without Stillwell's toys. Can you send my baseball? Sure. There. Wow. Avoid the clap, Jimmy Dugan. Wow! That's good advice! Welcome back! And joining us every Monday, Sergeant Timus Bluton. Sarge, how the hell are you, sir? Oh, one more. Closer to purgatory ending and baseball season. I like that backdrop. You had that a while, or was that something that you just added to your studio? Uh, no, I've had it since I lived in Chicago, but I uh, brought it up from the basement because the Wi-Fi is just better up here, and I figure people would rather look at that than my ugly mug anyway. Yeah, yeah, man, that's pretty cool. We've got a... a- a picture a lot like that of the skyline of the city of Nashville in my wife's, uh, I, I, I guess it's a she shed that's inside. <laughs> I don't know what you would call it, but that's, but that's essentially what it, what it is. Uh, I've got a he shed and it's pretty much everywhere. It's this studio. We're starting to do something with the garage to be able to have more of a, uh, of a man caves, the wrong term. Cause we just want to host more watching parties. We always have the the big to do on Super Bowl, but we want to host more stuff. So so we're in the process of trying to work on that little by little, and hopefully by football season we'll be ready to rock and roll. Um, so the Boston my, Red Sox. Yeah, my wife is building. We're getting our porch redone, and so she told the guy, "Look, I'm tired of listening to my husband yell at the television." Um, so I'm getting a whole porch screened in glasses, all the way glass, all the way around two doors, TVs, recliner, everything. Awesome. So I can sit there and Soundproof. Watch the <laughs> smoke a cigar. Make sure it's soundproof. Like that's one of the keys. Um, we have not soundproofed the outside yet. That's just not a thing. Um, <laughs> And uh, my neighbors are quite aware what goes on with uh, the Braves and all the other teams that I pull for when this, now that we've hung a television outside, when the, when the weather is just remotely nice, doesn't have to be nice. As long as there's, as long as it's not raining and it's above 20 degrees, they are well aware of what's going on in the sports world, whether they want to or not. Yeah. I, (laughs) I, I believe you. I I'm familiar. Yeah. So there you go. Um, you got the Red Sox. Now, real quick, before we dive into to uh, the Astro scandal that you want to talk about, 
What's the deal with Chris Sale? Because I went ahead and drafted him in a league, and I got to know, man. I got I got Chris Sale, and I know he's made of, of basically porcelain, but I'm hoping that he can have himself a heck of a year. Well, this is what they're saying. Um, he's been throwing off the mound for a little over two or three weeks now, and he it, they're ramping his arm up, and – his doctor's very pleased with, uh, of course they're examining him like every other day to make sure, you know, um, it takes a little time to, especially for Chris sale, he's all herky jerky and everything. So, but things are looking very good from what coming out of Boston, what they're saying, he's already down Fort Myers. He's been there for over a month. You know, he lives in Lakeland. So, um, Right, yeah, I think I believe I've told you, but my wife is friends with his sister. Roundabout oh, really? way, it's just it's really random. They all run in the same little group. And when I first started dating my wife, shortly into it, she said, "Have you ever heard of Chris Sale?" And I mean, this is when he came onto the scene. I was like, "Are you joking? Like, what are we talking about here?" I'm a baseball fan. You asked me if I've heard of Chris Sale. I said, "Yes, I've heard of Chris Sale." Well, she said, "Well, that's his sister right there." I go. Oh, shut up. <laughs> if I could ever make it happen, I'd have, I'd have a Sarge and sail in the same room. I was like, you know, and then, uh, ever since we've talked about it, his, his arm has been made of rubber. So, you know, that's, uh, that's, it's, it may not be as cool as it once was born and raised in the same County. So whenever, uh, he was warming up at Fenway one game, I was there and I just yelled down, do it for Polk County. And he stopped and tipped his cap and everything started laughing. He's like, yeah, I don't, I don't hear that much here. <laughs> That's, yeah, I'm probably sure around. Probably thought it meant something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Children present. What you, you watch? What you're saying? Yes. So I've got him, and I've got your boy uh, in a uh, in a best ball league. Don't have to get into the weeds of what that means, but matsusaka yoshida and i hope i'm not butchering his name i'm sure we'll hear it enough in the spring we'll we'll know it by heart but you saying you're saying that you you've got questions about whether or not bloom basically put his entire career on the line or or at least his job on the line in boston with an unproven entity of a of a, of a free agent did well, you say he's yeah. five foot eight but yeah, he's five foot eight. Um, okay, so that's what I did not know when I drafted him. I'll be honest. I was looking at upside, and it was one of these drafts where you have eight hours in between picks, so you can kind of take your time. And I, and of all the guys, the short of is all the all the guys I could choose from, he by far had the most upside. If you looked at his numbers in the Japanese league, he's had like thirty home runs the past few years. It's somewhere in that neighborhood, and I'm like, he's probably not going to do that. In Fenway, but my word, if he can go out there and his and his OPS was really impressive too. I don't remember the number now, but I remember being impressed by it. And I'm thinking, if he gets to twenty to twenty five, he's got an OPS around eight hundred. Where I drafted him in the draft, I was like, chicken dinner, let's go. And then I realized, oh yeah, I drafted Chris Sale too. I might have got too many Red Sox. Uh, eight. <laughs> eight picks into this draft. I've, I've got two Red Sox. Some years that's okay. This year, that may not be too good. Uh, well, he's going to be hitting leadoff, and he's a contact hitter. Uh, if he hits 20 home runs, he's left-handed, 
which we he's were desperate like, for. He's hit like 30 home runs a year. That's crazy. Yeah, but that's in Japan. It's not the same thing. I mean, it's just not. People, I, mean, I, I understand that it's not exactly the same thing, but as far as I know, like it's relatively the same sport. And some guy by the name of Otani came from Japan and he turned out okay. Yeah, he's pretty Ichiro. good. Ichiro did I. Yeah. Uh, but here's my thing. Out of all of the players that came from there, one, you can name all of the really, really good ones on one hand. And all the others... Some of us watch baseball all the time, still have never heard of them, and they're playing for the Mariners or something. All I'm saying is I was watching an, uh, a thing on Boston the other day. This guy was like, look, Heim Bloom bet his job on this. Do I think that's a accurate? No. John Henry and Sam and all those guys really like Bloom, and so they're going to give him all kinds of space and everything, but he – 95 million for an unproven player. That's uh well, I, I get that part, but I'll also say this 95 million isn't what it used to be in, in uh, major the baseball. right now. It is because that's one of the biggest contracts bloom has given out. And well, he's that's unproven. not, that's not necessary. That kid's fault. Right. I mean, we're talking about, was it five years? Ninety five? Is, is that what he? Yeah. Is that what he? Five. Yeah. And I believe ten or fifteen of that was the posting fee. So no, five, five of it was he's getting ninety. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's the way it went down. It was five million for posting, and then uh, he gets ninety over five, which is not a bad contract. Okay, but it's the way the Red Sox are clipping coupons this year, it's a pretty big one considering, you know, who we lost. I mean, they backed the truck up for Rafi. Okay. That had to get done. And I, I don't know. I'm hoping the guy comes out and just lights it up, make contact, get on base, which is what we need him to do. He's the, you know, He's leadoff hitter, but our we should be called the Boston Riddlers at this point because there's so many question marks on every player. If they do this, if they can stay healthy, if this person does this, if they live to their potential, if they play beyond their potential, it's. I mean, this is one of those, looking, and I mean, essentially, what I'm looking at for him is I'm pulling his numbers up right now. Sorry, I didn't mean to leave you hanging there. I was just curious how, how it plays out overall. So he's getting, according to this, he's getting 15-6 this year. Then he gets 18. Eight, okay, th then it evens out. The, the next four years, it's 18-6 apiece. That sounds like a lot, but the thing is, if a kid goes to arbitration right now, that's the number that they're looking at. And also, if you put a, uh, oh, what is the, uh, uh, if they put the, it's not a franchise tag, but the, uh, uh, 
I'm I'm forgetting the term here for a second, but when you can put a a a tag on a player in Major League Baseball, then if he gets picked up, they they uh qualifying offer. That's what's called the qualifying offer. The qualifying offer is like right at 19 right now. By 2027, it's gonna be way past that. So I feel like I feel like they they got a guy who's pretty you know i look i get he's 29 but he'll be what 34 at the end of that deal uh i don't think it's as crazy as folks might try to sell it i i thought it was a very solid yeah you are taking a huge leap you're saying hey a kid who's never played in major league baseball but he's also 29 years old so it's not like he's you gotta weigh in that they're saying his defense isn't I mean, his bat is what we got him for. His defense is, and then he's going to play left field at Fenway Park, eighty-one games a season. You know, I mean. So, so what are you hearing about his defense? Is it his arm? Is it what? What is it that's? Everybody's saying that his defense is the lesser. I haven't heard anything about. I've heard nothing but good things about his arm, but you know, playing defense at any other ballpark in America is one thing playing defense at Fenway in left field is, I mean, you got to learn if the ball hits what I'm impressed by. And I think he's going to become one of your favorite players. And I'll tell you why. Number one, (laughs) he's five foot eight. I mean, (laughs) y'all might as well have been separated at birth. Right. The other thing is, <laughs> God bless you, and I'm five foot eight. But the other thing is, I'm looking at his batting statistics again, and that's what I remember that jumped off the screen at me. So he played for two different teams because obviously he was traded at the end, right? Last year. But all in all, he hit. Here's the crazy thing he hit 336 last year, a 1000 OPS. In 2021, he hit 339 and 992 OPS. In okay. 2020, 351, a 960, 956 OPS, excuse me. And the list goes on and on and on. Essentially, since 2018, which would you would consider his prime, because at that time he was 24 years old. This kid has not hit lower than 321. And his OPS, which for folks who don't know what that number means, it, it just it just means his all-base percentage plus his slugging, has been over 900. And there are very but, few cats out there that have a 900 OPS in Major League Baseball. Right. But does it translate from Japan to the Major Leagues? I understand that there's going to be a regression, but what you also might get with this kid, I'm just going to play devil's advocate. He's a left-handed batter down the pesky pole, the shortest porch in all of baseball. Maybe, no, he, does, maybe he does get to 25 home runs, right? And oh, by the way, he's going to be playing, I guess it'll just be six games this year, but he'll be playing six games in Yankee Stadium, which is a left, fielder's, a left field hitter's dream. Excuse me. That so part, I, I, um, I want him to. It sounds like I don't want this guy that I've already. Told. I got that's a brand new reason why I love this guy. 
Uh, you know where he's from? In Japan? No. So if we were to try to pronounce this on air live, we would get uh, ripped off the off the radio by the FCC, so I won't even try to pronounce it. Accused of a hate crime or something? <laughs> no. Uh, more more so uh, of a... Uh, of of a nerdy of, of a wordy nerd because Aye. because the the city or town I don't know if it's a city or town that he is from in Japan is spelled F U K U and then there's an I so <laughs> oh trust me we'll have fun we'll have fun with that uh, town's name uh, off air uh, yeah we start to flow um, but uh. But I mean, I say I say give the guy a chance. What I do like oh, about him, although oh, he is a left-handed hitter, he is a right-handed thrower. And I'm not a big fan of left-handed uh, defenders. Just never have been because they the ball tends to spin unless they're elite. If they're elite, then it doesn't matter. But if they're eh, you're not you're not sure. I I hate the left-handed throwers because all of their throws tail differently than a right-handed thrower, right? So it tells me that he probably grew up as a right-handed guy and went left-handed because he knew it would make him a few steps closer to first base. Which I've heard many interviews with many legendary left, left-handed left batters in Major League Baseball, and they all talk about, ah, I decided to be lefty because I wanted to, A, be closer to first base, and B, you, you see more righties. I mean, you, you know, you just do. I, I, I wouldn't. Mean, I hope, I'm just I, saying I wouldn't. I wouldn't read into it too much until you get a full season under his belt. And even if he comes out and has a shaky first season, I I, I don't think the verdict will be in until the 2020 end of the 2024 season, right? No, on please, whether or not this please, was please. a this is going to be a major. It's going to be a major, and um. I, I want to give him to the end of 2024, you know. Uh, I don't expect the kid to come out and be Babe Ruth in his first season. You know, um, he's going to have a language barrier. This whole thing, you know, like with Dice K, you know, it was a whole – his first season was shaky at best. And I want him to succeed. I hope that uh, – well, I things have changed play. quite a bit since then. So, um, yeah. you know, Ice K is a yeah. long time ago. And the one thing you do have that you didn't necessarily have uh, back years ago, I mean, I'm thinking about even back to when Hideo Nomo came into the league, is A, the technology to be able to translate anything, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it amazes me. And I don't know, I know it shouldn't anymore, but I'll, I'll be on social media page and someone will say something in a foreign language and there's a translation button right there. And you can read essentially, you know, what they just said. And I'm like, man, we have come a long ways. So that's one thing. The other thing, uh, the 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 teams now employ a, an interpreter for these guys. Yeah. And that interpreter does everything for them. So in some ways, it makes their life a little easier because if they're going through a hard time or a good time, there's less mic time because they don't want to sit there and talk to an interpreter. They really want to talk to the player, right? I see it all the time with, with the Braves and Acuna. 
And I know Acuna can understand 95% of what the reporter's asking him at this point. But he's playing the whole, I don't, I don't know, man. I, you know, that's this guy. And then that way he never says anything dumb because you'll notice Ozzy Albies will give Acuna a hard time. They'll say, hey, man, you've been here long enough. Come on, let's go, you know. And Acuna will just be laughing. And then when they're off mic or he thinks they're off mic, you'll hear Acuna talk in, in a, you know, it's broken English, but English, right? So I don't think it's necessarily a, a bad thing that that he's going to be coming from Japan with all those barriers because because he's going to be almost secluded. He, may, he might be able to focus more. And I'm not saying he's going to be the next Otani. Nobody's the next Otani. Like there, there's a kid that's going to be the next Otani, but he's about 15 right now, and he's warming up in his parents' basement as we speak. Right? Yeah. There's not a next Otani in the next few years because someone would have had to have seen him and go, "Holy cow! Look what he can do!" And wait till Otani hits the free agent market this year. Every parent is going to be trying to force their kids. You're going to be a hitter and a pitcher by God, because by the time their kid gets to that rate, it'll be a $1 billion contract. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Otani's going to get half a billion. Absolutely. He will get every bit of probably, um, it'll either be 50 million for 10 years but it'll probably be a shorter, but it will hit the, it will hit the 500. Well, There's yeah, no way getting... Trout was what? 438 or 440. So somewhere in that neighborhood. And yeah. that didn't and... strike anybody out. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's where the market is and the guy deserves it. He's playing both sides very well. You know, I don't think the Red Sox are going to pay him that much, which, you know, would be great, but yeah, I finally realized. So this year I played a little ESPN fantasy. I normally don't. And and they have a different rule with Otani and the others. When you draft Otani, you have to draft him as a pitcher or you draft him as a hitter and you apply him appropriately. Right. And the ESPN, when you draft him, you get him from both and you get screwed if you don't get that guy. Cause I'm sitting there watching it. I'm like, and one of them, I have the number two pick, and that's great to grab Judge, but I'm like, yeah, but the disparity in the points that the two guys can score in a year is like 200 points. It's just stupid. You're like, dude, this is this ought to be illegal. And now I understand all the complaints from uh, previous years from, from from people that do ESPN. I'm like, man, what a nightmare. That, but yeah, he, yeah, he's gonna get every. He's gonna get a half billion. Yeah. And everyone's gonna be, oh my god, I can't believe it. I'm like, dude, they just gave. Uh, Patrick Mahomes was it last year or or it's been within the past year or so that he that he had a num that he had a uh, a contract over five hundred million. And he plays seventeen games a, a year. Well, actually, he tends to play around twenty because no one can beat him in the plus. But he but but you, but you know what I'm saying? He's playing seventeen games a year. Otani, he's gonna go to the post and throw probably twenty five pitch. 25 games a year he'll start for you and then yeah, he's good. and then he I mean, is probably about what 120 probably yeah yeah so in theory he's playing more games than what they have in major league baseball 
if you if you add it up sometimes because there are times where he actually pitches in DHs. That's awesome. It is. I kind of hope the Mets do sign him because that will just suck the life out of their pay, of their payroll. And the, and then I'm hoping as soon as he gets his money that he becomes a prima donna and doesn't want to hardly play much. You just say, "Oh, I'm always hurt," and <laughs> that kind of stuff. Because I know the Blades aren't signing him, so they might as well cripple someone's payroll. Yeah, the Sox aren't signing him either. I just hope You'll the Yankees next year during the free agency period trying to drive his salary up. When, when people say, you know, it's being rumored for six hundred million, six hundred million—that's not enough. Yeah, I, I, I got his urge. Let's go. What's going on here? <laughs> Drive that guy, man. Let's get him pinstripe. to a boat. I'm good. As long as he doesn't wind up in pinstripes, I do not want to play against that guy or have him hit against us because all he does is kill the Red Sox every time he plays us. At the, at the end of his very first big-time contract, Otani will be able to retire in the day after by the Kansas city Royals. It just, it's like, I'm obviously worth like three times of what you're worth. So let's just go ahead and make this a deal. That's, that's the next step for professional sports. The guy's so big, makes so much money. He can buy your franchise. Huh? Well, God, God forbid he turns into Tom Brady and plays till he's 45. Yeah. It's a, Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to hit the AL Central, talk about what's going on this year in the American League Central, and who do we think is probably going to win it? We might shock you. We'll be back in a flash here on Braves Country and Braves Country HD, wherever you stream on 99.1 FM. But, you know, I want to say one thing in all seriousness. I feel sorry for you people that don't drink. I mean it because when you wake up in the morning, that's as good as you're going to feel all day. Armchair. Hey, sports fans, weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern, drive time on WQEE. Braves Country is a southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the armchair quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the armchair quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Hey, sports fans, it's Rod Peterson here, host of The Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show. Every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. You're, you're talking about a bunch of unproven kids who were in the prom. You know, literally, they were in the prom like six months ago at their high school. No, they weren't, because, no they weren't because they were all down. <laughs> exactly. They, <laughs> okay, they were in a place. These are promless teenagers. If he's from a Big Ten state, if he's from a Big Ten state, he didn't have prom. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> they were at a virtual prom, anyways. So, uh, yeah, it's tough for Wisconsin. <laughs> That's called <man>. porn. <laughs> That's called porn. <laughs> Stop it. They get a um, they get a break this week because I, I got a mess to clean up, guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, virtual. Prom. There's my walk off for the day. Thanks, Mac. I gotta <laughs> yeah, drive my, my keyboard out now. Armchair. 
You're listening to WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key in Noonan, Georgia, home of Braves Country with Mac McGee and the armchair quarterbacks weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern, right here on The Key and YouTube.com at Braves Country. Well, if you stand and block the screen, you may just lose your life. And that goes for all 30 friends and 30 Welcome back. Wow. I just saw something flash across the screen. Oof. Has it been that long? But in some ways, it feels longer. Sarge, did you realize today marks the 12-year anniversary of Aaron Rodgers' only Super Bowl title? against the Steelers and like, like I said in some ways it feels like man it shouldn't be 12 years ago but in other ways I'm like you know what they're showing a really grainy video of that <laughs> yeah it feels more like 17 to, to me uh I thought he won two did he only win one yeah yeah he's only won one he's gotten to the NFC championship game a few times but it always seems to fall short huh. um not not that we're one to talk, but he looks a heck of a lot younger, too. That, those 12 years were not kind. That's well, what happens when you start dating these Hollywood starlets. Yeah, and you're up there in that Wisconsin tundra, and you get wind chapped like a leather glove after a while. So, yeah. Well, I would think that would purify you. <laughs> It'll almost pickle you. No, I live in Ohio, buddy, and I can officially tell you yeah, but you didn't start that until, what, 10-ish years ago? Well, yeah, I was in Chicago. Yeah, Florida kid. In here. Yeah. Before, before yeah. that, you were pretty much a Florida kid melting in the sun, right? Uh, I was in San Diego, yeah, which is, you know. San well, I met you in Florida, and you were from Florida, so what are we talking I'm about? I'm from Florida. I spent most of my year, early years in Florida, Florida or Georgia, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Most of your rough years in Florida, so you didn't you didn't take advantage of being able to pickle yourself. No, I mean I don't remember much of it, but from the pictures, I had a pretty good time. I think, and that's pretty much the Florida State flag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it should it should just be a blur on the Florida State flag, like no actual seal, just a blur, a blurred image. <laughs> I kind of remember going to Disney World. I don't know. I remember getting thrown out of Disney World. Does that count? Remember being asked to leave from a lot of places with Mickey Mouse ears on. Does that count? (laughs) All right, let's get into the American League Central. I went ahead and jotted down what right now are the adjusted uh, projections for win totals in the on the Vegas lines. And obviously, these will move a little bit before we hit the uh beginning of the season so we are i just saw it flush up on, on my little box counter that i have we're 52 days away from opening day and we are just over a week away from pitchers and catchers reporting for, for most teams most teams the pitchers and catchers are going to report sometime midweek next week i will always find it funny when it falls on valentine's day i'm like really? i mean <laughs> you couldn't have waited one more day man it's, it's kind of wrong, you know, um, but it hasn't been too long ago that the Super Bowl fell on 
on Valentine's Day, and that was weird. Because we're having the Super Bowl party, but then I'm also having to run. I had to run around and go ahead and make sure that we that we had Valentine snacks for everybody. Because we didn't want we didn't want the wives to to uh, think that we had not realized that it's also Valentine's Day. So so we had little candy hearts and stuff all over, you know, along with you know beer and hot dogs and everything else that you do for the Super Bowl. It's like why would they do it on the actual Valentine's Day? It's really hard to cut your nachos into heart shapes, I found, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So let me lay these on you, and then we'll dive into them. I mean, look, we're not going to spend a lot of time on the Royals. They're they're projected at 66 and a half wins. They are in a full-blown rebuild. I think they've got some interesting stories that they've done – them and the pirates have done a great job of bringing back you know zach grinky for for the royals you know just for the fans to have someone to go out and see just like the birds did with mccutcheon but they're not going to make any real noise and then the tigers who are a little more upstart but man i still think that they are a long ways away even though they've spent money in free agency over the last couple of years they're at 68 and a half wins projected and i could see them getting a few more than that but that sounds about right where the interest lies in this division is you've got guardians who are who are the defending division champs white Sox, and twins and the guardians are actually projected as the lowest of the bunch with 81 and a half wins twins at 84 and a half and the white Sox at 85 and a half that's a crappy thing because I think, well, first of all, this is all off of paper, right? This is what these teams look like on paper, but we all know that these games are not one on paper. They're one inside your television sets and in your radios. And man, I have a hard time not, not taking the guardians in this division. What say you? I, Knee-jerk reaction is absolutely it's. Oh, we lost we lost knee-jerk reaction. He'll he'll jump back here in a second. Uh, I don't. <laughs> I know what he did, and uh, I'll give him a hard time about it later. But uh, here he comes. Uh, <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, the, I Let think- me get your wife called. Yeah, um, knee-jerk reaction. It's the Guardians, <laughs> but I just don't know what the twins reaction is airplane mode that phone man (laughs) i hit the wrong button man i don't know what to tell you um if if you airplane mode it you don't have to worry about it that's what i'm telling you anyways knee-jerk reaction is is the guardian but i i don't know what the twins are going to look like that's kind of otherwise i'll be honest with you if i'm handicapping it right now I've got the Guardians winning the division, and these aren't the final picks. We'll do that in March. But I've got the, the Guardians winning the division in a very tight race with the White Sox and the Twins right there. And I really like what the twi- what the Twins did during the offseason. The White Sox yeah, just that's... always seem to, to underperform. And that's, and that's what my question is with the White Sox is, what did they do in the offseason that's going to change the chemistry in that clubhouse? And it doesn't appear just from, you know, doing my homework and reading up on them. Not a whole heck of a lot, honestly. I 
I don't know. I I don't know. I don't I don't think the White Sox are gonna be have what it takes. Again, this is all on paper, uh, but to go the you know, that length of a season, I think it's gonna come down between the twins and the guardians. But again, I think the Guardians probably are gonna win it again, the division. But it's a crappy division, man. I mean, it's if you're projecting that you can win the division with 86 wins, I don't know. Well, I mean, I mean that's all it takes. So, I, you know, the division itself, I, I think the top three teams are pretty good teams. Now, the bottom two are you got the Royals who are in complete rebuild mode and they're in a small market. They've got a lot of obstacles. The Tigers are trying to rebuild, but the if you're a basketball fan and you don't follow baseball a whole lot, the closest thing I can tell you about what that was to sign Javier Baez to that long-term deal is the equivalent of making a trade for Kyrie Irving. It's, it's just not a smart move. You're, you're, you're not building for now. You're not building for the future. You're basically just taking a bunch of money and flushing it down the toilet. Because Javier Baez, there's a reason why, if I said it last year, if the Mets really thought Javier Baez was worth the hoop, because remember, Francisco Lindor wanted to, them to re-sign him because they're like buddies. Mm-hmm. There's no way anyone would have out, there's no way the Detroit Tigers were out bidding Steve Cohen in the, in the Mets, right? No. But they knew. Oh man, that was the one I really wanted. I've wanted Javier. I wanted Baez to get like a fifteen-year deal with the Mets, man. Lock them down and just cripple your franchise. But they they were smart. They didn't, and the rest is history. And that and not only the Tigers stuck with him, and he's not playing very well. He he hasn't played well in three or four years, to be honest with you. But he's always been kind of a head case in the locker room. So what are they going to get out of this team where, where the highest paid player is kind of a, it, it's, it's about as big a question mark as there is in baseball. They're going to get Detroit tiger baseball out of it is what they're going to get. They're going to win just enough. I mean, they're, you, that stadium, it's a gorgeous stadium. I try to go when the Sox are in town. It, it's not very well supported fan base wise. Um, you know, Miguel Cabrera, because I don't want to do 20 minutes on the Detroit Tigers because they're, they're terrible. Yeah, that's the true. twins they brought back Correa. Now that shocked everybody, and we know the drama that took place on that. They brought back Correa. I don't know if that's a great deal or, or not. I think he's a solid player, he's outstanding defensively. You can make a case that he's a little overrated at, at the plate, but all in all. They don't lose anything at shortstop. Byron Buxton, I still think, is a guy that if he can stay healthy, he can put big numbers on there. His only question mark is being able to stay healthy. And then you look at the rest of that team and some of the things that they've added. And I really think Duran as a closer is going to step up this year and take that very next step. So I think I think they're going to be kind of a of a of one of those teams that they got to get off to a good start, but they can win that division. Yeah, I think they kind of have the feel of like what the Rays are to the AL East. They don't have a lot of huge names, but 
it turns out nobody wants to ever play them. But but when you look at the White Sox, and we're talking about across the board, talking about Tim Anderson, uh, Dylan Cease is one of the best right-handers in baseball, Luis Robert, um, you know, Eloy Jimenez, who is, who's basically been fighting injury. Now, the, now the Liam Hendricks situation with, with the illness that, that he came down with, I'm not hundred percent sure on, on where we stand with him, but they do have Graveman who can close and they've got a, a lot of good young players like Andrew Vaughn and whatnot. This is a team that I think can compete, but do they have the right leadership at the top is the biggest question. They never seem like a team that has great chemistry, I guess is where I'm getting at. No, they always, it seems choppy at best, if that's the right word. The, like their team chemistry is always just a bit off, you know, it's like they're playing a record at the wrong speed or something. And Yasmani Grandal behind the plate, who at one point was one of the better catchers in the game. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. He's 35. He's a catcher. That's getting that's up there. Really, I mean, that's really more DH territory at this point. And then if you have to slide him into the DH spot, you're taking a really, really talented bat out of it somewhere. Because once again, Jimenez, when Jimenez is, is, is healthy, Jimenez is one of the better right-handed bats, especially outfield bats in, in, in all the American league. All in all, where, where are you leaning right now? Who, who wins the, the, the central Cleveland. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I think it's going to be back and What's forth. Say again. What is the biggest factor for you? Um, Terry Francona, you know, that's probably going to say, yeah. Uh, you know, it's probably going to be, yeah. If he gets the best out of his players, he's one of the most intelligent managers in baseball. And, uh, that pitching staff is solid too. You know, they're starting rotation. I mean, it's Bieber, and like the way I see the depth chart right now, they've got Savelle, Plezak, Quantrill, and then McKenzie. But to me, it's really Bieber, then McKenzie, and then the rest as, as far as from for what they have. The and I'll tell you what, Emmanuel Class A may be the best closer in baseball. It's it's like him and Diaz, like they're they're right there neck and neck. Yeah, Tito, you know, it's probably going to, if not this season, it may be the season after, probably Tito's last, you know. So... I, I just think talent wise and uh consistency leadership, you got to go with Cleveland over the other two. I think I'll take, so. some, I'll take something else that I thought was huge was Jose Ramirez signing, signing that extension last year at a very club friendly rate. Cause he yeah. wanted to stay in Cleveland. Man, you, I mean, you're talking about one of, if not the best third baseman in baseball, when you consider his bat, now maybe not defensively, but when you consider his bat, just got locked up for what the next five, six years, something like that. And he is, he will, he's 30 on at opening day. He'll be 31 much later in the year. So that's a guy right there with pop that 
you know, he's he's put up all these crazy numbers. He's never had anyone behind him. That's the crazy thing. Like he finds a way. If if they ever build talent around him, this guy's going to win an MVP. What is your walk off for the day, sir? Walk off, ladies and gentlemen. If you are in Florida, you have seven days, and you're being invaded. Pitchers and catchers. 13th, which is one week from today, Halajawea baseball's coming back. Is that the Red Sox of uh, pitchers and catchers? Yep, Fort Myers. Yes, sir. Yeah, they all stagger them in. You know what? During the break, I'll pull that up so everybody can see it. But, yeah, uh, by the way, next Monday we'll be here, and we have a rule to have Super Bowl. We don't talk any football. It is just a baseball show. Because by, by the time we see you at 3 o'clock, people are going to be tired of hearing about the Super Bowl and reactions to the Super Bowl. So we do nothing but baseball. We don't even mention the baseball. All right, brother. We'll see you next week. All right, buddy. We'll be back in a flash. Keep it locked in here on the key and Braves Country HD wherever you stream. You're listening to WQEE 99.1 FM, the key in Noonan, Georgia. Armchair. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterback Sports Radio, number one sports station. Good afternoon, and this is your Armchair Quarterback's Sports Flash. Here are your news and headlines for Monday, February 6th. Steph Curry is expected to be out throughout the All-Star break into mid-February because of a left leg injury. Warriors said Sunday that Curry has partial tears in ligaments in the knee and will miss Monday's game and sometime after. Warriors coach Steve Kerr addressed the news, quote, I think the main thing is he's going to be out for a little bit. We're going to reevaluate it in a few days, and the good news is he's going to be back. We don't exactly know when, but it's not an injury that's going to keep him out for the season, unquote. Curry was injured with two minutes and one second left in the third quarter in Saturday's 119-113 win over the Dallas Mavericks. At age 78, amidst his 47th season as head coach of the Syracuse Orange, Jim Beheim acknowledges he has heard the chatter about his retirement for well over a decade. After the Orange's win over BC on Saturday evening, Beheim said he would, quote, probably return for the 23 24 season and the decision is up to him. Syracuse has improved to 14 and 10 and 7 and 6 in the ACC, but is expected to miss the NCAA tournament for the second consecutive year. In a career with 35 NCAA tournament appearances, five Final Fours, a national title, there have only been two other times since he took over in 1976 that Bayheim's teams missed the NCAA tournament in consecutive years. Here are your marquee matchups. For Monday night in college basketball, the Duke Blue Devils coming off a big win against North Carolina, 17-6 and six on the season. They will travel to the Miami Hurricanes. Canes are 18-5 and five and 9-4 and four in the ACC. The doubleheader continues on the four-letter network, number 10 Texas at number 8 Kansas. 9 p.m. Eastern, a Big 12 showdown, Texas 19-4, and four, Kansas 18-5. and five. Longhorns 8-2 in conference play with Rock Chalk at 6-4. Other college basketball games tonight. Grambling is at Alabama A&M, 8 p.m. Eastern. A 
a showdown of seven and three and five and five in the SWAC. And in the NBA, the Celtics are at the Pistons, seven o'clock Eastern. At 7.30 on NBA TV, Clippers at the Nets. Without Kyrie on the heels of the trade to Dallas, KD still expected out of the lineup. Other games around the association, Spurs are at the Bulls at 8 o'clock. Thunder at the Warriors at 10. And the Bucks finish that doubleheader off on NBA TV. They're at the Portland Trail Blazers, 10 o'clock Eastern. And that's your armchair quarterback sports flash. Stay tuned for Braves country right here on WQEE. 99.1 FM, The Key, in Noonan, Georgia, simulcasting on YouTube.com at Braves Country. It's the best in sports and entertainment, and get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. with your host, me, Ryan O'Neill, and every morning right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. Hockey season, and that means new merch over at ourdragonsmerch.com. Get the latest designs and some of our fun new souvenirs ahead of what's sure to be a great hockey season. Celebrate another season of River Dragons hockey by getting a new look to wear on game days, or surprise the big-time sports fan in your life with a new keepsake that will make them a River Dragons fan for life. Order online right now at ourdragonsmerch.com. That's the letter R, dragonsmerch.com. We'll see you at the rink. Hey, sports fans, The Key has a brand new show. Braves Country is coming your way weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time on WQEE. Braves Country is a southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the armchair quarterbacks. We'll be talking the Atlanta Braves and Major League Baseball along with everything important to sports fans in Braves Country. The SEC, ACC, Big Ten, and the National Football League and the big sports news of the day. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. right here on WQEE, The Key, 99.1 FM, and simulcasting on YouTube.com forward slash at Braves Country. We live in a world now that welcomes and nurtures the screwball in all of us. Hey, it's a new decade, people. Time to get a little nutty. Treat yourself to Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey, a smooth flavor that combines two of America's favorites, peanut butter and American whiskey. So no more social awkwardness. Time to embrace who you truly are. Get out there and make friends. And be sure it starts with Screwball Peanut Butter Whiskey. It's available nearly everywhere. Learn more at screwballwhiskey.com. Infinium Spirits. Please enjoy responsibly. 40 games at $50 a piece? That's that's like $2,000. Per seat. Per seat? How many seats did you buy? One. And the one next to it. That's, that's $4,000. Unless they get in the playoffs, because for some reason, playoff tickets are more money than regular seats. They'll never make it. What am I talking about? They're a lousy team this year. You spent $4,000 on a lousy team? Come on, let me t- explain something to you about basketball. Right, right. You cannot get season tickets like this with a good team. you got to ride out the bad years. Hoping for a good one. That's what you said 17 years ago when I married you, and I'm still waiting for a good one. All right, let's go. Hour number two. Taking you all the way to the top of the hour. 
First Name Sports will come at you. Sports Map Radio. Make sure that you get your day started off right here on the key. Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Then you got the Rod Peterson Show, noon to 2. Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, 2 to 3. And then we're at back at you, 3 to 5 every day, right here on the key. We're going to have uh, a new co-host here, uh, going to join us this Friday for Super Bowl, Brian Snow, the snowman, as he's referred to. And we'll get to talk to him about some Super Bowl predictions. And we'll be having him on here uh, regularly. We'll, we'll keep you tuned in on that. Got Still got to figure out how we're going to switch everybody's schedule around. But we're looking forward to that. And we're looking forward to... Uh, Look, this is going to be a week where you're going to hear prediction after prediction after prediction, and it's it's going to get to the point, especially because of the point spread, which this morning it was sitting at one and one and a half. I'm going to double check it real quick before I uh, dive into that real quick. We're just going to monitor it. And obviously we're going to be doing our Super Bowl kickoff show on Sunday, one to three. We'll do all of our predictions that day. But looking at what the line says right now, on most books, realize you can get it. It's still sitting at one and a half. It has not had much movement. The over is still 51. Right now I'm leaning on the under on that one. I... I just feel like this is this is going to be a game that, that finishes in into the mid forties. When you look at the two quarterbacks, the the Chiefs are going to want to move the ball through the air, but they're not going to go for the gusset. It's not like they still have Tyree Kill. They're going to try to move it methodically down the field. And you look at the the Eagles. Well, they're going to try to run the ball, and then they're going to try to hit you deep on play action. But you, if you look at the overall numbers over the middle, Jalen Hurts did not have a very good game against San Francisco. Now, granted, the 49ers defense is really good. But that could be a cause for concern if you're talking about not whether the Eagles can win, whether or not you can hit that over number. That over number is pretty high. 51, that's a high number for the over. So I'm still waiting to see where that goes. I feel like it's going to climb because everybody likes to bet the over in the Super Bowl. It's more fun, right? The Sharps are going to come in and they're going to lay their money where they think the best number is. But your average fan likes, which your average fan could could be outweighing the Sharps money-wise, but it may not be the right play. I still think it's a little insane that Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl, now his third time, that Patrick Mahomes is getting at one and a half points. But I understand all in all, the Eagles are a better team top to bottom. But I'm still leaning at this point. I always wait to the end to really make my decision because I, I do want to check injuries. I do want to check. There's a, a couple other factors, but this time of year, injuries are always a factor. 
but it is so hard. If I end up going with the Chiefs, it's because of Patrick Mahomes. If I go with the Eagles, it's because of the overall roster. And when I say Patrick Mahomes, I'll tell you what, with that, I'll also say Andy Reid as well. These are two guys who've worked well together. And I'm not going to go up and down both rosters. Obviously, both rosters are very talented. And the Chiefs are not just a one-man band, but they do have the better quarterback, but that doesn't mean Jalen Hurts can't win that Super Bowl. And Jalen Hurts, if you count Kelsey as a part of a receiving core, which I think you have to, then you also have to count good air. And I I think overall, if you take the quarterback position away, the Eagles have the edge. They have the edge and the, they've got the better offensive line. Not that the Chiefs offensive line is bad by any means, but they've got the better offensive line. The Eagles defensive line is phenomenal, but so is the Chiefs defensive line. And I don't think it comes into much of a play that one of the Achilles heel for the Chiefs is their secondary, and it's not much of one, but it is probably their weakest position. Well, that's not going to be as big of a, of a of a factor because even though Hertz is good, it's not they're not going up against Mahomes. They're not going up against a gunslinger. They're going up against a guy up against a guy that I'm not 100% sure is healthy. A lot of stuff that, that's going to factor in, and we'll be doing Super Bowl prop bets all, all week long, and then the kickoff show one to three on Super Bowl Sunday right here on Braves Country. That's pretty much all we do is a bunch of prop bets. And there's a lot of fun ones from not just from the point spreads and the over-unders and what player props, but I'm talking about we get into what color Gatorade do you think they're going to dump on them? How long is the national anthem going to be? All that kind of stuff. So we'll hold off to do that for the Super Bowl kickoff show one to three on Sunday, but Right now, man, I I am leaning Chiefs, but it wouldn't take much for to to sway me Eagles. I got an early teaser that I put down, but that was because the Chiefs at that point were getting two and a half points, and I grabbed them and a six point teaser, pushed it to eight and a half. Because either way, I believe this the Super Bowl is going to be really close. I don't believe anyone's going to blow each other out. And I dang sure don't believe Kansas City is going to get blown out because I, I have a hard time seeing Patrick Mahomes getting blown out like they did against Tampa. That had a lot to do with the fact that that Tampa defense was phenomenal and Tom Brady knew knew exactly the buttons to push on offense and that game got away from them. But you look at that game that they won the Super Bowl against San Francisco and that was at the infancy of Mahomes' career. San Francisco, I guarantee you, everyone on that San Francisco team will tell you they should have won that Super Bowl, but they let them hang around. They let them hang around, and here comes Mahomes. 
52 days till opening day. Thought we'd share this right here quick on the screen for you. So these are the pitchers and catchers reporting. And the Braves, I think we've talked about this before, but the Braves do not report pitchers and catchers until Thursday, next Thursday, February 16th. And Sarge said that Boston was reporting on Monday, but I'm showing Wednesday here. And I don't know if, if uh, either A, his wires got crossed or B, this isn't exact. I mean, I would think CBS sports is pretty reliable, but sometimes the uh, different team outlets will announce things like next next Monday it's here and they're just prepping you for when cuz there though there's fanfare from the diehard fans that get excited that pitchers and catchers report nothing really happens right like when at the end of the day nothing is going to happen next Thursday for the Atlanta Braves that's going to get you all hot and bothered there's not going to be any video out there i mean there'll be a few cameras watching guys just kind of loosen up or whatever. But basically reporting just means that they're coming, that they're that they're mandated to show up and check in. And, and most teams will get to work the next day. Now, there are some guys that will show up early. And when pitchers and catchers report on that first day, you'll actually see them in the facilities and, and working out a little bit. But the teams of interest, pitchers and catchers reporting next, majority of them are in the middle of the week next week. You're seeing Thursday and we're seeing Wednesday for Boston, the Yankees Thursday, the Mets Wednesday. So all in all, I'm not seeing a whole big difference. And that is in the grapefruit leagues. It looks like everybody in the grapefruit league taking place down here in Florida. I've always thought it was weird that they call it the grapefruit league and not the orange league or the sunshine league. Cause being from Florida, I mean, we're known as the Sunshine State, have been for decades. And when I think of Florida fruit, I actually think of oranges. I don't know why that is, but I just do. That's kind of what was embedded into us growing up here. But the Grapefruit League looks like everybody is Wednesday, Thursday, and then the position players, most of them, Atlanta pitchers and catchers on the 16th of Thursday and then Tuesday, the following week on the 21st will be the position players. And what it looks like is that if your team reports on Wednesday for pitchers and catchers, the position players will then follow suit on Monday. If they wait until Thursday, they follow suit on Tuesday. As far as the Cactus Leagues, it looks like here they also are all Wednesday and Thursday, except for one, the Cleveland Guardians are not showing up until Friday. But the position players for all of them will once again report on Monday and Tuesday. Even the Guardians who are waiting till Friday for pitchers and catchers, they'll still have their position players show up on 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 a Tuesday. So at, once that hits. You've only got a few days once the position players hit. And at that point, that following Saturday, which is, what is the date on that? Saturday, February 25th 
is the date of the first spring training games. Most teams get going that day. The Braves are getting going that day. Now, as far as what you're going to be able to see and what you're going to be able to hear, that's a different discussion. And maybe we'll get that to you on on the other side of the break because I'd have to pull that up because they were still in they were still in in limbo trying to figure out what they wanted to do. And remember, they're dealing with the big loss. Chip Carey left the Atlanta Braves booth and is going to St. Louis. And so there's a lot of shuffling because even when you fill fill the television booth, then there's a domino effect. Unless you bring someone from the outside, there's a domino effect of getting guys to the... uh, you might be pulling someone from the minors to go cover radio. You might take the radio guide to go cover TV. So a lot of moving parts and it'll be interesting to see what, what they figure out the entire team is going to look like. I've already given my thoughts on it, on, on who should be in there, but uh, there's always a lot of factors that a lot of us don't think about when they are filling those roles. All right, let's go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get the locks of the day and talk a little bit more about Kyrie. And what did LeBron James tweet out? You ain't going to believe this, or maybe you will. He wants you to feel sorry for him. We'll be back in a flash here on Braves Country. Armchair Quarterback Radio, your home for the SEC. Back third down on the eight, in trouble. Got a block behind him. Gonna throw and a run, complete to the 25, to the 30, Lindsey Scott, 35, 40, run, Lindsey, 25, 20, 50, 10, 5, Lindsey Scott, Lindsey Scott, Lindsey Scott, SEC, SEC, armchair. Dixie Handle Company, five generations of the Strickland family have produced quality hardwood farming garden tools, wooden shutters, and custom furniture. This small business has been owned and operated since 1992 and ships to customers across the world. If you're looking for the highest quality tool handles, Dixie Handle Company is your place. Every item is handpicked to your specifications. If it's made of wood, they do it. Call now, 931-722-3395. That's 931-722-3395. Or go online to DixieHandle.com. The Dixie Handle Company. Welcome to Craftsmanship, a proud sponsor of Braves Country Baseball. Coach, how do you feel about your past season? Well, it's been a, a very rewarding uh, season for us. Uh, it's one that I would not have been able to uh, lay lay my uh, job on the line saying we we're going to win nine ball games. I couldn't have done it before the year. And uh, it's been I, we were hoping definitely to have a winning season, you know, for the first time in a long time. And uh, it's just been an excellent season as far as the way things turned out of concern. Well, can you say what, how you brought a losing Florida State team around to be a winning one? No, I can't. Uh, we Number one, we've got some real fine assistant coaches that I think know what they're doing, and they work very hard at football, spend a lot of time on it. And even more important than that is the attitude of our players who uh, knew what they wanted to accomplish and had confidence that they could do it and were willing, were willing to work. Armchair. Make sure to listen to the armchair quarterbacks. Primetime drive time. The armchair quarterbacks good enough for us down here in the bayou. The old Tigers and the armchair quarterback. 
Welcome back to Braves Country. Mac McGinn, the armchair quarterbacks, weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m. Drive time on WQEE. Welcome back. Going to go ahead and hit our lock of the day. Pretty good weekend so far. Before we do that, I do, I do want to put this thing up on the rock. I cannot believe this. This guy never stops. So what you're seeing is a, is a clip or a, a photo where he says there, the quote is, there are times when I wish I could do normal things. I wish I could go to Target sometimes and walk into Starbucks and have my name on the cup just like regular people. And look, I get what he's saying, but if he thinks anybody, especially what he has done and said over the last several years, if he thinks anybody's feeling sorry for him, this is unbelievable. The guy's worth literally a billion dollars. He lives in a world where he doesn't have any real, real problems, right? He doesn't worry about making any bills. Oh, by the way, his son's going to probably end up on the same, on the same court as him playing in the NBA. Tell me that's not a dream come true for just about every single red blooded American, right? And he wants you to feel sorry for him. I really wish that he would have ended up getting what he really wanted, which was Kyrie to the Lakers. Cause it would have imploded. It really would have, they wouldn't have won a championship. I promise you there would have been something that would have happened and it would have imploded and it would have been absolutely epic and entertaining. These guys and look, it's not like that. They're young kids anymore. LeBron's getting long in the tooth, as they say, right? But these guys, when they get inside of these worlds, they can't see the forest for the trees. And I know that he was trying to make a move to get the Lakers to get Kyrie there. And they just didn't have a package that they wanted. Plus, I also think that Joe Sy didn't want to make Kyrie happy. I think that has a lot to do with it. Now it would be the ultimate LOL if uh, the Mavericks then turned around and traded Kyrie to to LA. I don't think that's going to happen, but it, it, that did cross my mind today. How funny that would be! But you know, the NBA is no longer watched because of the enjoyment of watching a sport. It's really more of like a reality show that you can't turn off because the numbers show that people don't watch the games much come playoffs. Sure. It spikes, but they don't really watch the games. It gets dwarfed by college football, by major league baseball, obviously by the NFL on a night in night out basis. Nobody's watching the NBA like the way they used to, but from a reality, (laughs) from a reality show standpoint, it is kind of humorous to watch. When you see some of these things, I mean, it was only a handful of weeks ago that I posed the question, how long until 
Kyrie Irving implodes the nets when I saw that KD was going to be down for several weeks because of injury, which meant that Kyrie Irving was going to be quotation marks leader of a locker room that from all reports, no one really likes him. And you can't blame them for what they, what he's put them through over the last several years. You know, you think about the stuff, the nonsense with the refusing to get vaccinated and putting his team in a peril. doesn't matter where you stand on that. You have to understand that when a guy is that integral part of your team and they had a real chance of winning a championship, that was a problem. And then he had the problem where he came out this year and retweeted the ridiculous video out there. And we won't go, well, I'm not going to dive into that again, but everybody's aware of, of what he did that was viewed as anti-Semitic. And in, in, in New York City of all places, right? Where it was a real life slap in the face. Quite a few people in the city of New York, no matter what your faith is, right? And then if it's not that, he's, he's always doing something. And then out of nowhere, this guy, <laughs> I mean, you can't make this stuff up. Out of nowhere, Friday, six days before the trade deadline, says, I want to be traded. Because he found out that the Nets were not any way, shape, or form going to give him what they wanted because he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. For those who don't follow this, he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. And he, he was trying to, basically what he was trying to do was force his way either A, to go, to go somewhere where he could possibly be more on the limelight and on television more, which look, if you're winning in New York city, you don't get on television more than that. I can't tell you how many times I've seen the nets on TV over the last few years. I've never seen the, the Brooklyn nets, New Jersey nets, any kind of nets on the, on TV prior to little bit when the, when the old Celtic guard was traded over there, you would see them on, but, he is the reason why they were on TV along with KD. But this has just turned into an absolute, you know, clown show. And now he gets traded over to Dallas of all the places. That's not where I thought he would land. But then, but then you realize, okay, well, Mark Cuban is kind of a off brand type of character. And I could see him thinking this is going to work. I just, I don't, I will be shocked if Kyrie Irving wins another NBA championship as a role, as a lead role player. Now, look, if he is a guy at the end of his career off the bench, whatever, maybe probably not because a lot of teams are not going to put up with his insane rantings and just attitudes in the locker room. When his, when his talents fade, I don't know if he would necessarily get blackballed, but the interest is going to be so low that he would not play for, for what he would be offered. Now there's a difference when LeBron James gets to the point where he's not one of the elite players and he still is even at his age, he'll still be good enough to where if he wants to, now the problem is he probably won't want to once he gets past the year, which I think is two, maybe three years away. Once he gets past the season of playing with his son on an NBA court, whether he's whether they're with him with with him on the same team or against him no matter how you look at it that I think that'll be enough for LeBron I mean he'll, he'll be in his 40s at that point 
He's obviously made enough money, but Kyrie's a different bird. No one's going to put up with his nonsense at that point in time. And they go and they bring him in to a Dallas team that, by the way, never really gets a lot of big-time publicity. Well, they're going to get it now. Now it's on because it'll be a big love affair for the first few weeks. And then the first time he does something really goofy or controversial or just kind of shows out or doesn't give it his all or something. I, you know what? You can't even predict what he's going to do because it, it's, it's that goofy. That will be when we find out what Mark Cuban is willing to put up with. And I'm a little surprised considering Mark Cuban's ties that he would have made a trade for Kyrie Irving. But that just tells you, and the thing is, now he's going to have to answer questions, right? So wait till Cuban, who who never really likes to be questioned because he's obviously a bright guy, he's made a lot of money, we get that. But he's he's that guy that wants you to know that he's the smartest guy in the room. And that guy normally isn't. There's normally a handful of other folks that are. And he's going to get really ticked off when, because he had to be the one that pulled the trigger on this trade. He's going to get really questioned, big time questioned. The next time Kyrie does something awful and he's got to defend it. Or you just dumped a bunch of draft picks and mortgage the future of your entire franchise, which I think is more likely what's going to happen for a three-month honeymoon with Kyrie Irving. He's going to use it to springboard it into another contract somewhere. I'm sure him and LeBron are already cooking up a scenario where, where he can end up in L.A. And that's going to be the end of that story. You'll get out there, you'll see that, and they've got to turn that into a, are you kidding me? All the terrible reality shows that we have in this world, when LeBron and Kyrie are in Los Angeles together chasing a championship, and Kyrie has to answer all the questions for all the nonsense that he did when he was a net, and there's going to be friction, and then he's going to get mad, and he's going to... You not show up for practice. It'll be something like that. And then LeBron's reactions. They have got to put that. They've got to put, I mean, that is made for TV. If that isn't on Apple plus this fall, I don't know what is. By the way, speaking of shows, if you haven't caught this is it's a, it's kind of a dark drama, but if you haven't caught it, there, there's a really good show out that my wife and I checked out on, uh, I'm pretty sure it was Apple but you just have to double check. I'm almost positive it's Apple. It's called uh, Dear Edward. If you have not checked that out, very good show. If you're looking for something to watch with your significant other that you're like, you know what? Want a gripping drama? Because we're always looking for stuff like that because I always like the -the off-the-cuff stuff, and she usually likes the really, uh, you know, Hallmark movie type of stuff. So it's hard for us to find stuff that clicks. It's really good. I think they've only put out like three episodes, so we've already burned through those. So we'll be waiting for the for, for the for the next. It's one of these deals where they're only putting out once every once a week, and I hate those things because 
you lose interest, you forget about it. And then all of a sudden you look over and you go, Hey, we haven't watched that one show in a while. What's the deal with that? And you're like, it's in season two already. Cause you know, it just, cause I can't, now that they have come out with this streaming, I can't go back. You can't make me go back in time and do what I used to do, which is watch one show or two shows or even three shows on certain nights of the week. I mean, remember it hasn't been that long ago. That was, what was it? I remember when we were much younger, they had the TGI Friday for, uh, for the sitcoms on ABC. I don't even remember all the shows. I, I want to say, I want to say Urkel's show was on there and, uh, full house. And they were like kids shows. And I was kind of at the age where I was getting a little too old for that. But some of them were, you know, some, some of those sitcoms were funny regardless of say you would watch it. And even if I wasn't watching, I still set my recorder back then and I would watch the, the replay like the next day. It hasn't been that long ago that you would do that. And nowadays we're so used to everything getting blown out there onto Netflix or wherever an entire season that you can watch in a weekend. I don't typically do that, but there are a lot of people that do. They'll binge watch and watch an entire show in a weekend. I used to do that, but then life gets in the way. And remember there, there was a show that I did that with. If you remember that old show, 24 binge watch that years ago. Well, it hasn't been as long as I think it was maybe 12 years ago. And we binge watched it so much over a weekend that by, I want to say Sunday night going into Monday morning or Saturday night going to Sunday night, Sunday morning, I was dreaming 24. And if you've ever watched the show where, where the, where the, uh, every time it would fade to black to go to commercial, you get the doom, 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 doom. And the clock would tick down. I was dreaming in that kind of stuff. Like every dream I was having, I was waking up with doom, 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 doom. I was like, all right. So. Maybe kind of lay off 24 for a minute. But now they're trying to do the reverse. It's mainly Apple that does it, but I think a few others do as well. That's not a major network. They're putting one show out that they're really excited about, and they're, they're picking it one night a week. And I, it looks like Apple always picks Friday nights, so you have the entire weekend to watch it. And, you know, that sounds great and all, but honestly... Me and my wife believe now at this point, if we don't have at least two episodes to watch back to back, then I really don't want to get into that. I'd rather watch a movie. So, so we'll let it accrue, but that is a very good show. Dear Edward. It's a, it's a gripping drama. There's, there's a lot of, uh, it's, it's not a happy go lucky show. If you're looking for a fun show, that I caught this week, and I believe that was on Apple as well. Uh, Poker Face with Natasha. I want to say her last name is it's either Leon or Lion. I don't know how she pronounces it, but very, very good. She, she was in uh, Orange is the New Black. Anyways, very good show. Kind of a, a kind of like a raunchy humor type of show. Really, really good. But we caught a movie last night that I had never heard of. And maybe a lot of folks have, and I guess it won a lot of awards last year. I still can't figure out why it was called that because the girl's name was Ruby in the show. 
and maybe I'm missing something, but it's called Coda, C-O-D-A, and it was on Apple, and it was phenomenal. If you're looking for a great movie, and I loved it, my wife loved it, it was it was across the board great, and the theory is, just real quick, or I don't want to do any spoilers, it is a girl who can hear who has a phenomenal voice in her entire family that she lives with is deaf. So they don't know that she can sing. Right. And it's, and that's the whole gist of the, of the movie. Someone finally recognized that she can sing. And of course, you know, you always have an, have an antagonist. Well, not to make a great movie, but phenomenal movie. Coda poker face and dear Edward, I watched a lot of that stuff this weekend because there was no football. I, I did watch college basketball, but I didn't have the volume on because a lot of those basketball announcers, I mean, you can take them or leave them. So, plus, when, when you're just watching the point spread, all you really care about is that final part, right? All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, going to give you the lock of the day and – Finish up with some uh, Atlanta Falcons news. We'll be back in a flash here on the key and W you're on the key WQEE 99.1 FM Braves country HD, wherever you stream. I'm bad at sex. There's a lot of thrashing and thumping, but nothing really gets done. I'm like a broken dishwasher. Armchair quarterback radio. We cover the world of baseball from start to finish. Bayerga is 0 for 3. Left center field. Grissom on the run. The team of the 90s has its world championship. Yeah. A liner off Maggie's glove into center field. The Florida Marlins have won the World Series. Brocious, fittingly with a throw, and the Yankees have done it again. Number 24. They are the world champions of baseball in 1998. Chance of a lifetime for Luis Gonzalez. 2-2, bottom of the ninth, game seven of the World Series. Bases loaded. Florida, center field, the Diamondbacks, a world champion. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. In the air to left, well hit. Back is Craig. What a team. What a ride. The Cardinals are world champs in 2011. Armchair. It's the best in sports and entertainment And get locked in and locked down With Rhino Radio Penitentiary 7am to 10am With your host, me, Ryan O'Neill And every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment All the way from professional sports To college sports, to River Dragons hockey And everything in between Including some of the very best local and national guests It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary 7am to 10am Monday through Friday Right here on 99.1 FM WQEE Take the scenic route in the new Hyundai Santa Fe, the family SUV with available H-Track all-wheel drive to help you travel way off the beaten path. Find new adventures together in the Hyundai Santa Fe. Hey, sports fans. Weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time. WQEE. Braves Country is a Southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., right here on WQEE 99.1 FM.
You're listening to WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key in Noonan, Georgia, home of Braves Country with Mac McGee and the armchair quarterbacks weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern, right here on The Key and YouTube.com at Braves Country. No matter what technical data they've obtained, this station is now the ultimate power in the universe. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed. It's insignificant next to the power of the Force. Don't try to frighten us with your sorcerer's ways. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Are you listening? Welcome back, baby! Taking you all the way to the top of the hour. First Name Sports on Sports Map Radio. Get your morning kicked off tomorrow, 7 to 10 a.m. Rhino Radio Penitentiary. We are six days away from the big game. I hope everyone has good plans for the Super Bowl. It's one of my favorite days of the year. It's one of those days that, I mean, if I'm walking wounded, I'm I'm still going to I'm still going to host a, a Super Bowl. There's been a few where, where I've been under the weather, and I still find a way. Um, hopefully none of that nonsense goes on this week, but uh, we've been putting together our our Super Bowl party plans with the, with, the, uh, with the menu. We'll share all that with you on the Super Bowl show, but basically we're doing a nacho bar and uh, looking forward to it. The, uh, so what we're doing is we've got all the fixings for nachos. So so you have your typical beef toppings, but we're also doing Kansas city barbecue to put on top of the nachos. If you want that instead. And then of course you have the cheese, sour cream, all all that stuff. And then for Phillies for an appetizers, we're doing uh, Philly sliders. And that's just a, a part, just a small part of what we do, but we're, uh, Looking forward to that. And then, of course, we always do appetizers. And um, my wife's already started decorating. It's going to look really cool. And we're looking forward to that. It's all, it should, we should have a pretty good crowd over here that night, too. Um, assuming everybody shows, it looks like there's going to be about around, around 20 plus people. A uh, couple of new neighbors that, that we've invited on that uh, hopefully, hopefully they enjoy themselves. But, uh, always look forward to the super bowl it's to me to me it's more about hanging out with friends and having a good time than it is about the actual game and even if you're not a a football fan you got to watch the super bowl and you got to watch it with folks you can't just sit there by yourself like some mental patient i've got a i've had a few friends over the years that that i've known like, no 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 i've got to watch it by myself i don't it's too big of a game i'm like really like it is, it is an, it's an American pastime, even if you're not a football fan to watch the Super Bowl. And it's the only sport that's like that. We don't all get together for the NBA finals or the Stanley Cup or the World Series because there's seven games possibly. You can't get together seven times. Not after, not after like, once you're over the age of like 19, that's just not possible. Even the college football national championship, not something I typically get together for because they do it on a Monday night. 
and that's just not realistic. But anyways, let's go ahead and get into our locks real quick before I start going down memory lane or something for you. Uh, tomorrow, by the way, we'll have uh, Nate Miller on the show. We're going to be talking some some baseballs as uh, opening day nears. Nate Miller of the Texas Rangers. Of course, Joey will be back with us on on tomorrow, and uh, we'll, we'll do a deep dive into the Super Bowl. You know, I just I didn't want to do overkill with it this week and just just go topic after topic. Of, I mean, there's only so many topics you can hit. What I am excited about is tomorrow's media day at the Super Bowl, and usually some really stupid things are said. And I can't wait to get that on, <laughs> react to that, because there's so many stupid things said that you have to react it throughout the week because you you you, you just can't record and uh, get enough of it on air. So I'm looking forward to that. Um. The only person who's giving, by the way, giving Kyrie Irving a a, a chance of of, of re of a rebirth, you you should have known who it was going to be as far as like broadcasters that I've seen is Bill Walton, and he's doing it in a tie dye shirt because he believes you know everything's going to be all right, man. You know, rock on, sixties baby. Sorry, Bill, but you you wouldn't have played with Kyrie. You would have lost your absolute brain. All right, let's go ahead and get into this. And uh, the locks, show, show you the, the numbers real quick as uh clean up the screen a little bit here. Um, doing pretty well, and this is the last week of this year. So we, we consider the season, even though we do all sports, we consider the season from Super Bowl to Super Bowl. So right now, I calculated it today. As a group, we're just underneath the 60% mark, so we need a good week. I am sitting about 65%, so I feel good about that. But we have not been below 60% in quite some time, so hopefully we have a good week. Um, and we are going to go with today the lock. We're going to go a little bit off the beaten path. There's a couple of ones, and and I've got a pretty good teaser if you want to go with the teaser kansas and duke are both about a four-point favorite i'm sorry kansas and miami are both about a four-point favorite at home miami's playing duke and kansas is at home against texas and though they're both highly competitive games it should be great games I believe the home teams get both of them. I think Miami's going to beat Duke. Duke's going to be flying high off of that win against North Carolina. And Kansas is a little bit in retreat mode, and this is a big game for them. I believe Kansas is going to find a way to get it done. Now, the number that I really like in that Kansas-Duke game is the, excuse me, uh, Miami-Duke game is the over. The over-under right now is sitting at 145. I really like the over on that. So one of the things that I did is I took the three of them and put them in a six-point teaser of the three that I just mentioned. But the number that you got to love today, UMass Lowell is giving up 16 points versus Hartford. And why do we care about that game? Why is that a good game? UMass Lowell is one of the better three-point shooting teams in the country. They also put pressure on you and turn the ball over. Hartford is god-awful ranked in the very bottom of the entire country of 323 teams. 
they are ranked 322 in turnover ratio. So I believe that they're going to they're going to have a hard time and they are bottom 5% at three point range. So I don't think they're going to be able to keep up. They're going to turn the ball over. It's going to be a blowout city. And so I hate giving up those big numbers on our locks, but I'm going to go ahead and roll with it. It's kind of a light night on on the hardwood. So give me UMass Lowell as the lock, but I do like that teaser quite a bit. I really think that that over is going to hit. I just the Miami plays up and down basketball and, and they play more aggressive at home. They also shoot better at home. And I feel better about the over than I do. Actually, if I was actually going to take that game in a, uh, in some kind of a, of a, of a teaser with, with the actual game itself, I I would lean with taking Miami. Duke is, I'm telling you, when Duke plays North Carolina the next few games after, it's it's like they were just in a war. So they'll be they'll be tired, they'll be worn out, they're not going to play very good defense, and I think Miami can take advantage of that. So you got that game tonight. You've got the the uh the Kansas Texas game. Those are the two games that really jump off the page. By the way, the top 25 didn't get a chance to get into this yet. The new top 25 is out, and I was a little shocked. I was a little shocked. Purdue is the number one team in the country. And the reason I'm shocked is because they did lose on Saturday to Indiana. Tennessee lost, so they didn't have a chance to slide in there. The team I thought would slide back in there was Houston, but they have identical records. And if you look at the power ratings, Purdue is still top to bottom, the best team in the country. They lost in a very difficult atmosphere in Bloomington on Saturday. I watched that game. It was a really good game. Purdue got down big at the beginning and then fought their way back. But the game of the weekend, if you didn't see this, St. Mary's came back after really just playing non Almost like, I wouldn't say no effort, but it was almost like lackadaisical in the first half. They came and poured it on, forced overtime, beat Gonzaga, which was the pick on Saturday. And I was a little nervous about it, but they came back and beat them. And St. Mary's is now moved from fifth, from 18 to 15. Gonzaga fell from 12 to 16. They'll meet again in their conference tournament. And these are phenomenal games. If you really want to watch some really good West Coast basketball, I can't stress more than St. Mary's and Gonzaga is going to be an excellent game. Rest of that top 25 looks like this. Tennessee fell to sixth. Alabama jumped up to number three. Other teams of interest. Virginia is eighth. Miami is is now number 19 and see NC state is 22nd, but the big 12 has got a really good or has had a really good season and they've got a bunch of great teams in that big 12 tournament. Normally I don't pay attention to it this year. I'm going to be locked into that big 12 tournament It is going to be fun. We're about a month away from conference championship. And then, of course, we'll roll into uh, the the dance. Tonight, the only two teams in top 25 action 
is number 19 Miami. They're at home against Duke. That's at seven o'clock on ESPN in Kansas, Texas. That's, that's a battle of top tens, five versus nine. How about that for a little Monday night action? There are some other games, by the way, that UMass Lowell, uh, at Hartford game that I mentioned that game's at six o'clock. I don't even know if it's televised. I just, when I saw the numbers today, they jumped off the page. And by the way, that line has fallen back down to 14 and a half. So I'm taking it at 14 and a half. That thing jumped, dropped, dropped, dropped back down before we jumped off the air. So I'm loving that. Hope it's not because there's, <laughs> there's a, uh, there's an injury that I've been able to check while I'm on the air, but I, I'll go ahead and take it anyways. I'll ride with it. Uh, a couple other games. It could be fun games to pay attention to in college basketball. If you're looking for, for a little bit of a action, Southern six and a half point favorite at Bama state. I, I like Southern, but I would really prefer it in some kind of a, a teaser. I don't know if they're going to clear two and a half possessions. Another game that is, uh, on, on my, on my view is Prairie View. They're at home against Florida AM. Florida AM is abysmal. And don't let Prairie View's record of eight and fifteen sway you. They're they're a little better than, than what their actual record is. Florida AM is just they're just a constant headache, constantly turning the ball over. A lot of issues there. And one more game if you're looking for something to uh to wet your whistle this evening obviously texas kansas is going to be the big game that you're going to want to watch but what time is the, what time is this game let me double check something another one that i think could be blowout city that you might be able to ride the wave milwaukee at home against green bay it's in milwaukee it's it's a pretty good rivalry but the green bay is terrible this year it's a 16 and a half point spread all right we're going to go ahead and start getting out of here uh First name sports is on the way and we'll be back tomorrow. Three to five. We'll be talking some baseball in the first start, talking a lot of football and a lot of basketball. Want to get, get a Joey's reaction on the Kyrie stuff and got a couple of things that, that we're going to uh, try out tomorrow and have some fun with y'all have a great rest of your evening. Keep it locked in here on the key and we'll see you manana on Braves country HD, wherever you stream. Goodbye, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. We're back tomorrow with another show. Well, the lips were fired. We'll talk to you then. Goodbye, sweetheart. Goodbye. Goodbye. Guys and gals, it's time to go. We'll see you on the next show. Same back time, same back channel. Thanks for listening to Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks on 99.1 FM WQEE, The Key in Noonan, Georgia, and simulcasting on youtube.com forward slash at Braves Country. Braves Country comes your way weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Please follow, like, and subscribe today. Armchair Quarterback Radio, your first choice for Southern sports. Something of the 5th of September. Something of the 5th of September. She said a lot that I can't remember. Something of the 5th. Can I get another cigarette, please? Can I get another cigarette, please? Yeah, I know I live to regret it. Just
You're listening to WQEE 99.1 FM, the key in Noonan, Georgia. The NFL playoffs are back, and that means the Armchair Quarterbacks kickoff show is back. Join Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks, Conference Championship Sunday, and Super Bowl Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern to 3 p.m. Eastern, to get you ready for the biggest games of the year. The Armchair Quarterbacks will be talking the spreads, prop bets, over-unders, stupid underdogs, and the locks. That's the Armchair Quarterbacks kickoff show, streaming right here on Braves Country HD and our radio affiliates. (laughs) 